How does the gospel relate to Christmas? What does Linus have to do with Braveheart? We'll explore this and more in this episode of the East Paulding FCA podcast. Welcome to episode 15 of the East Paulding FCA podcast. This is Coach Mike Morris, FCA Campus Ambassador to East Paulding and North Paulding High School. And today we're going to explore the gospel. We're going to take a deep dive and learn how the gospel relates to Christmas. Once we understand the gospel, I promise you'll never look at Christmas the same. But before we get started, I want to thank Coach Mike Wilson for inviting me, as well as the leadership team and all the students who produce this podcast. Great job. I also want to thank Robbie Finley and the FCA Paulding staff for all that they do for the coaches and athletes in our county. As I stated before, I'm a coach, not a pastor, and I've coached everything from baseball to track, swimming to soccer, but I am a football coach. And as a coach, I can tell you, there's a huge difference between being a coach and being an athlete. An athlete does what the coach tells him or her to do. As a player becomes more experienced, They begin to piece together the what they do with the why they do it. And it's the coach's responsibility to clearly articulate what they want their athlete to do. This articulation requires a deep understanding of the skill being taught. And not all great athletes are great coaches. And this is because there is a huge difference between doing and teaching. This is true in the field, the classroom, and in life. Matthew 28, 18-20 contains what is known as the Great Commission. Here, Jesus commands his disciples to go forth and make disciples of the nations. So what? Why is this important? Well, the Greek word for disciple is mathetes, and it means student. So what Jesus is asking his students to do is to go and teach others. In other words, they must move from student to teacher, or, in our context, athlete to coach. And just as they move from student to teacher to spread God's kingdom, so must we. Which brings me to a couple of questions. Number one, do you truly understand the gospel? And number two, can you articulate it to someone else? Well, my goal is to teach you what the gospel is and to give you insight into how it is shown in the Christmas story. And this will change your view of Christmas and hopefully how you view your role in God's kingdom. Let's begin. Well, what is the gospel? This is a term I'm sure you've heard quite a bit. It's a very churchy word, and in my opinion, it's thrown around a lot. Because this word is used a lot without deep explanation, I don't think people truly appreciate its message. FCA has a pretty good way of explaining the gospel to new believers. It's what we call the four. I will provide a link in the show notes for you to explore, but essentially, it's broken down into four statements. The first is that God loves you. Secondly, we're separated from him by sin. Thirdly, Christ died for our redemption. Fourth, will you believe? And this is a pretty good 50,000 foot explanation of the gospel. It's a simple, quick, easy way to communicate basic truths. However, when one truly understands the gospel on a deeper level, a greater appreciation occurs and one is motivated to act on a daily basis. So let's unpack that word. The word translated as gospel sometimes good news or good tidings, 
is a Greek word, evangelion. The Bible Project has a great video exploring this. I'll make sure I include it, a link in the show notes. But the term evangelion has packed within it a concept that is foreign to us today in the 21st century. But in the first century, this word was commonly understood. This term was a royal proclamation. An ambassador would come to a town or province bringing a royal announcement. He would list the king or emperor's military victories, and he would announce his coming arrival with his army and would charge the town or province to prepare for his arrival. Well, if you were a loyal member of the kingdom, the arrival of the king who conquered your enemies is indeed good news. If you were not a member of the kingdom, well, you had a choice. Become a loyal member or pit yourself against the king in rebellion. In the Bible, people like Peter, John, and Paul, they carry the title of apostle. And this is a transliteration of the Greek word apostolos or ambassador. So they were the ambassadors bringing the royal proclamation of the Evangelion. They announced the victories of Jesus over the enemies of humanity. These enemies are the powers of evil who influence humans to rebel and destroy themselves through sin, which is the second enemy. And the result of this rebellion is the third enemy, death. And in the first century, after hearing this, pro this proclamation, the question commonly asked was, what must I do to be saved? Well, the answer given by Paul in Romans 10.5 is that one should confess that Jesus is Lord and believe and trust in this proclamation. Well, how does this relate to Christmas? Well, I'll let Linus explain. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. This beloved scene brings to mind scenes of Silent Night, Away in a Manger, and it surely paints a sweet picture. Linus quotes from Luke chapter 2, verses 10 through 13. The translation worded good tidings is the word evangelion. The birth of the baby is a sign that shows what the angel is saying is true. Followed after the evangelion is the appearance of the heavenly host. Remember when I said a king would be coming with an army? The term host is the translation of the Greek word stratia, or army. This announcement is the coming of Jesus, and it marks the beginning of his conquest against the powers of darkness, sin, and death. This technically is not a scene from Charlie Brown Christmas, but in reality, it is a scene from Braveheart. Here's William Wallace to explain. see a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. You've come to fight as free men, and free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Will you fight? 
a day. Run. And you'll live. At least a while. And dying in your beds many years from now, would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take You see, Jesus has come for our freedom, freedom from evil and sin and death. And he wants us to join in the fight, to take up arms against these enemies and participate in the liberation of all humanity. This is what Christmas is about. I encourage those of you who are members of the kingdom of God to participate boldly in proclaiming the Evangelion. For those who are not, you're faced with a choice. As the four states, will you believe? If you make the decision to join the kingdom as a loyal member, there's no magic prayer. Simply confess that Jesus is king and believe he is coming back. You can text FCA1404 to 46322. I'll make sure that it's in the show notes. Also, check out the FCA Apologetics page. It has free articles, video links, and slideshows that answer all kinds of questions that you may have on a wide range of topics. And I'll include that in the show notes as well. So my encouragement to you is to join in the fight. I hope that this was informative and edifying, and God bless.